Welcome to the Focus Cast. Today we're talking about processed sugars and focus. Yum, yum. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> so if you want to accomplish your dreams, bro, and grow yeah. your company, being aware of your sugar intake may actually be important, and we're going to find out why. Oh my gosh. Sugar has a major impact on our brain function and overall mental health, which these stats I thought were crazy that we're going to mention today about sugar and mental health. And it turns out we are at war with the sugar industry. Oh my gosh. More about that later. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to share with you some uh, dirty little not so secret tricks that the sugar industry played on the narrative. And uh, we'll unpack that in about probably 17 minutes. Um, <laughs> We're going to talk about our consumption of sugar and what we can do today to increase that focus. Bro, let's dig in. Let's go. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Noel. And I'm Brian Noel. This is the Focus Cast. Where we drop focus guides for founders and solopreneurs. With a seven or eight <laughs> figure goal. <laughs> so let's get focused as... Boy. Boy. I'm so excited. So today we're talking about sugar. Processed sugar. Processed, ultra-processed, white yeah. sugar that we know and love. Yes. It's in your it's in your pantry right now, a big two pound bag of it. <laughs> and whatever then, it is, a five pound bag, whatever that normal size is. And in a lot of things that are also in your pantry, like cereals, juices. So what might be a problem? Do you think too much sugar might be a problem? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, the first problem is we eat too much sugar. That's the first problem. We as in Americans. Yes. So according to the American Heart Association, the guidelines for men, they should eat nine teaspoons of sugar a day. No more. But you know how much we eat every day, bro? I think that the American Heart Association Association estimated the average person has 17 teaspoons of sugar every day. Double the, almost double the dose. 17 teaspoons. Honestly, seems kind of light. I thought it was going to be more. Yeah, when we when we drop uh, these next uh, few things, uh, you can just ask yourself how many of these you consume each day. So a can of Coke has 10 teaspoons. Just imagine 10 <laughs> teaspoons, like at the bottom of the can. In one Coke. Yep, <laughs> and not the big boy. And you're <laughs> supposed to you're supposed to consume nine, and in one can of Coke, there's 10. So, I mean. Coke a day keeps the diabetes coming closer. At bay. I mean, <laughs> in bay. Uh, iced tea? Around six, depending on where you get it. Yeah. Orange six juice? Teaspoons. Oh, orange juice is a good one. Orange juice is basically a scam anyway. <laughs> oh, it's healthy. It's from oranges. <laughs> one of the big companies just got super sued because it said, like, organic or whatever, and it turns out there was a bunch of toxic chemicals in it, and I can't remember the name of it. I would say it, but um, I just can't remember. And um, mm. are the so the chemicals were organic or they were they weren't, <laughs> they weren't using fair trade chemicals? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like uh, you know some factory waste that they needed to sell off. But like, um, hey, the it, acidity in the orange juice you can't taste the actual waste product <laughs> going in here. Well, and I forgot the name of the brand again, but it was one of those names that was like real juice or you know all natural or something. So it was one of those names. <laughs> what about sports drinks? What's the average for that? Three point five mm. teaspoons. So there's uh there's like a sports drink culture, you know? <coughs> Usually people that drink sports drinks drink like four or five a day. Yep. I mean, no telling what else is in those sports drinks. 
Anyway. Well, food coloring for one, which is also uh, not good for you. Start looking at that. That's a double yeah. whammy. Yeah, that's a double That's like a quadruple of. whammy because you got the acid. You got too much caffeine, which is not good. You got the sugar. You got the dyes. That's a uh, cancer. Can in a can. Cancer in a can. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you like an hour bump. Anyway, so problem number one with processed sugars. We eat too much sugar. No surprise. All right. Well, let's hit some good old-fashioned sugar and brain function. So, Yeah. How does it affect the brain? Yeah. Very well mind stated. <laughs> Even a single instance of elevated glucose in the bloodstream can be harmful to the brain, resulting in slowed, cog- slowed cognitive cognitive function and deficits in memory. You all right, bro? Did you have some sugar today? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that wild? I mean, like, we give kids chocolate milk. Yeah, I mean... And then we expect them to focus, like, after lunch. Oh, yeah. God, we're so backwards, our society. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, I see... The thing is, is when you're a kid, too, you're a kid. You're smaller. So the sugar's having more of an effect. True, I didn't even think of that. I'm thinking, I'm looking at... 60 pounds? And I'm judging, not (laughs) judging, but I'm watching, and I'm wondering, are these parents, when I see this happen, thinking about the sugar intake? It's a lot different for a kid to have five grams of sugar than someone who weighs 250 pounds. You know? Well, and like... I mean, if you look at the ratio from, like, body to whatever, to sugar intake, the yeah, whatever, anyway. You know, like orange juice or, like, apple juice, all these juices that have six teaspoons of sugar in it, and if you weigh 50 pounds versus 250 pounds, like... It's a difference. Yeah. And it depends on where's the juice from. Did you you buy a bunch of apples and juice them? Yeah. Because that's good. (laughs) Or did you get the juice that has an extra 45 grams in the container of added sugars? (laughs) So sugar also... Uh, causes inflammation of the brain, which can lead to memory difficulties. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about inflammation in the brain, um, especially in the context of alcohol, which we'll talk about in a future episode. But I can't help but think, um, how many of us have an inflamed brain? A lot. Like me. Right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what did I eat last night? I don't remember. Salad. I want a little pizza. So... Cheese, salt, sodium. So, yeah. Yeah. Our brains are chronically inflamed. So, when you're trying to focus. Yeah. You know, you got things to do. Yeah. Maybe sugar consumption is... Not helping. Holding you back. Yeah. Mm. So, sugar and mental health. This was insane. So, 23,245 individuals enrolled in a White Hall study. So, this is... Uh, well studied, found higher rates of sugar consumption was associated with a greater in- incidence. Incidence. Uh, oh, incidence. That makes sense. Of depression. <whistles> so again, like many of us struggle with depression or you know bad mood, poor mood, irritable mood. Right? There's a lot of just these 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 emotions that we feel, and um, I mean this study suggests that some of that is because of sugar intake, which is wild. And people don't think about those kind of things. I know. I mean, if you just grew up in a fa- in a household where there's always, you know, soda. Always. Always soda. There's always this. And you just grew up drinking it. You might not even be thinking about this. Yeah. But, yeah, sugar is not great for you, and ma- <laughs> especially not in massive quantities. I know. Got, got another step, bro. Got another study here. This is from the journal Scientific Reports. They found with the highest levels <clears throat> of sugar consumption... 
Those with the highest level of cons sugar consumption were 23% more likely to be diagnosed with a mental disorder. 23% is a pretty decent amount. That's, that's, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want a 23% higher chance of mental disorder. Yeah. So I was listening to uh, the Model Health Show. Shout out. <laughs> um, Sean Stevenson. But they had um, the doctor on there. I forget the names always, as you know. <laughs> um, but the guy was basically saying a lot of mental health, not surprisingly, if you look at things holistically, have to do with metabolic disorders. Mm. So basically, turns out your overall health affects your brain. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine it took us to 2023 <laughs> and scientists to finally figure out that your physical health affects your mental health. <laughs> oh my gosh. I welcome, think welcome to America. You think people in other other cultures and countries, you think you think they already knew that growing up? <laughs> anyway, it's pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny. So, well, here's um, some of the reason um, we don't know about the effect of sugar and why it's not very good for us uh, in the context of, uh, I mean, we're not even talking about the physical stuff because we, we talk about focus more than anything, but obviously there's a ton of just physical side effects. But uh, we are at war with sugar. And I wonder why. I think it could be because <laughs> sugar manufacturing and the processing market is worth an estimated 56 billion dollars. Here's what's wild about that. That's not like the products. That's not that's not that's sugar as a whole. That's, that's before it's sold. That's yes, that's literally just the manufacturing so market. That's how much of like sugar. These big companies are paying to buy it and before it's even sold retail. Yeah. And they're in their products. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all know like there's some big brands out there that the majority of their ingredients is sugar. So, I mean, if you looked at sugar as a whole like it'd be a trillion trillion dollar market yeah so yeah we're at war with sugar and um this is a little interesting fact I, I think a decent amount of people know this but it's interesting to pull it back into our daily struggles but so the u.s sugar program agriculture food act of 1981 the u.s sugar program maintains a minimum price for sugar with the goal of protecting sugar industry growers and processors mm. but here's how that plays out for us as the taxpayers oh this is what I love. I love hearing about where, where our taxes end up. Let's hear it, bro. <laughs> Three to four billion dollars we spend each year on sugar subsidies. So, subsidies. so a subsidy is the, um, the uh, government gives. Yeah, the government gives money to these manufacturers of sugar, so that way they can maintain a price, but yeah. they still want to make the profits. So they maintain those profits by getting um, taxpayer dollars. That's a subsidy. Wow. So let's do the math on this real quick because I think the United States just hit 400,000, 400 million, no, 400 million people, right? Citizens. It used to be like 360 million. Oh, I don't know. Last time I looked. Good question. So let's do the math on that. How much is that per person? Let's just say <laughs> it's about $10 a person. Yeah. Because it's 400 million. Oh, you yeah. You boost yeah. that up. Yeah. So we all pay about $10 a year so the sugar companies can make billions. Yeah. <laughs> and what's wild about that is, um, we, uh, you know, especially right now, this episode's being filmed in January 2020, February of 2023. So we're all very familiar with inflation and the cost of groceries and all that kind of stuff. 
if you want to go get some healthy eggs or some asparagus or some broccoli or something like that, eighty dollars like, is very expensive. Yeah, you get ten things and you walk out and you spend over a hundred bucks. Yep. But the um, the sugar companies. Yeah, that's it's pretty sad actually. Like we we that's, have access to for those who are in poverty who are affected the most by sugar through diabetes and uh, heart disease and mental illness and all that mental disorders, all that kind of stuff, and which is directly related to some of the things that we intake. Um, this food is kept at a minimal price, so it's affordable um, by those that can't afford healthy products. So our taxes are paying for the things that are killing us, that keep us poor. Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. That's... That's when the government's really working efficiently. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, know, it's very efficient of, for some Think people. about like the two liter <laughs> bottle of soda that's been 99 cents since you were a kid. And it never, you know, even with all this inflation, like you're talking about, like good eggs went from $3 to 4 Now they're up to like 12 Yeah. Depending on where you're at. So, but you can still get that. Two that liter cheap, that cheap soda. Off-brand cola, the super cola, the mountain misty mountains, misty. <laughs> for ninety-nine cents. <laughs> and here's why: I want some of that misty dew, bro. I want some of that. <laughs> the dew misty. <laughs> Mix that with some some cheap alcohol Vodka, and you got yourself cope. a great night. Cope. That's the ultimate hangover. Oh That's my the gosh! Best, best hangover you've ever had. Yep. The only energy you have the next day is to labor, <laughs> and then go home and die every day. <laughs> so this is interesting. So this is how they maintain that, right? So according to the Miami Herald and the Tampa Bay Times, the sugar industry led by the United States Sugar and Florida Crystals gave $57.8 million in direct and in-kind contributions to state and local political campaigns between 94 and 2016. So lobbyists, man, it's uh, the taxpayers. This is what's amazing. This is just, oh, my gosh. And we don't talk about politics too much on this show because if any of you know us personally, we could accidentally go pretty deep into this. But um, but let's just, in the context of focus, right, because we're all individuals trying to focus and accomplishing our dreams. And yep. one of those things that absolutely blocks us, like literally physically in our heads, is uh, to excess sugar intake. Yep. You've got taxpayers paying three to four billion dollars to to a few private companies that then in turn take sixty million dollars and lobby to ensure that they maintain those statuses and subsidies. That's honestly, if you're looking at the return ratio <laughs> on that fifty-seven million, that's nothing. I mean, of course they would do that. I mean, <laughs> who who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? And that's over ninety-four to sixteen, and almost twenty years. I mean, really, like. It's three to four billion dollars each year in sugar subsidies, but yet they're only paying like five million dollars a year. That's a pretty damn good return on investment. Yeah, I, I mean, apparently you can. It's real fucking cheap to buy a politician. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. That's almost too cheap. <laughs> I mean, give them some more money. Golly. I mean, if you can pay off <laughs> the system, the with, entire system, for, with fifty-seven million dollars to get Over a twenty years. three to four billion dollars subsidy for the industry, like, why not? I, 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 those numbers don't even make sense to me. I, I think it should be $57 million a quarter. Yeah, no kidding. You know? <laughs> so this is interesting. This is from that article in the Miami Herald um, and, uh, and the Tampa Bay Times. So this is one of the uh, spokespersons talking about the industry itself. And he said, the sugar guys win votes because they're better at politics than anyone else. Hey, kudos for them, right? They figured it out. Mm -hmm. um, it's just all to our demise. But the industry has retained a core of lobbyists, experts, and other advocates that could fill a stadium. Hmm. This is just someone, uh, based on the article, I read the article, and um, it's not a very inspiring article. It's kind of gross. But, um, but like, 
they're, I mean, they're, they're mobilized. They've been doing yeah. it for a long time. So yeah, I mean, that, this is what, this is what we're at war against. Yeah. You can't, I mean, you can't really blame them. Yeah. I mean, how do you increase profits? You know, I mean, we're all trying to increase profits. I mean, we're sure, all doing, doing the same a, thing on the back of people's health. <laughs> yeah. With government <laughs> subsidies. <laughs> People's pockets and people's health. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's why you have to just, you have to vote with your dollars, plain and simple. You have to vote with your money. Yeah. And that's really what it all comes down. And you have to, you know, well, I think educate. The, yeah. The, I think the biggest uh, punk rock thing we can do, and um, I'm a former punk rocker. I was a punk rocker in middle school, had a mohawk. So you had a song that you played. Yeah, I did. still have a song on cassette. <laughs> um but I think one of the greatest forms of rebellion we can do as citizens and human beings right now is to be healthy, which is wild. One of the greatest forms of rebellion is we can be aware and healthy. I totally agree. And, and elevate our focus. Stay out of the system. Yeah, it's wild. So one more thing to get us all good and upset about these realities, bro. This next bullet, trust the science. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> not. So this is from uh, promarket.org. Historical documents were released showing that the sugar industry paid Harvard scientists in the 60s to produce research that downplayed the connection between sugar and heart disease and instead lay the blame on saturated fat. Saturated fat was like, what the hell did I do, Wait, man? man? Why are they hating on my butter? <laughs> I need my butter. Oh, my gosh. Don't, don't blame your bullshit from sugar on my butter. So this is so wild, right? Like heart disease... Heart disease is relatively a new thing. If we look at like, oh, it's the number one killer in America, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the number one killer in America, and it's and it's relatively new. If we look at like hundreds of years of human beings, yeah. If you're looking at the overall scope of humanity, this is definitely a new yeah. phenomenon. Like people died from like plagues and war. <laughs> yeah. Now we're dying from heart disease and cancers. Disease before there was penicillin and like yeah and infections. That's, that's why I put uh, when I wrote the notes, I put we were at war at sugar, right? Like like if if we were a hundred years ago, it would be very likely that us as young men would go to war and we wouldn't make it, right? And there would be some war. And um, now it's like the majority of people die from heart disease and cancer. So so this is uh, second to that note, uh, trust the science, maybe. According to the New York Times, the documents suggest, this was all published out of the New York Times, um, the documents suggest that five decades of scientific research into the interconnection between nutrition and heart disease may have been largely shaped by the sugar industry. So, mm. you know, right now, the reason I brought this up is because right now there's like these major campaigns around trust the science. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> And and apparently, if you deviate from the core narrative that is being pushed on us, you're not quote following the science. And mm. uh, so here we here we are as an example of from the '60s how an entire well, bro. The good thing is, <laughs> the great thing is, you know, just because it happened before it doesn't mean it can happen again. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about all of these industries that have our best interest in mind using anything that they can to push something that would be against our best well, who, interest. Th there's no way they would do that now. No. People were only evil in the 60s. <laughs> not before, not after. <laughs> yeah. So we know, bro, we got we got uh, overconsumption of processed sugars. For anyone listening to this podcast, um, I would assume that you are trying to accomplish your dreams, launch a business, grow a business, whatever, um, and you want to focus. So processed sugar, we know. Uh, we eat too much of it. It impacts our brain function. Yep. It even impacts our mental health. And this is something that we do, unfortunately, have to be um, aware of every single day because 
there's some intentional infrastructure set up right to, to have us consume sugar so let's hit that one bullet up, let's hit that one point again they said within arm's length yes oh yeah, yeah. so that was the campaign <laughs> by one of the one of the big uh, beverage brands yes right? yes uh, <laughs> within arm's reach war that's their marketing campaign that no matter where you go no matter what you're looking at um, this drink this beverage with probably 40 grams of sugar is within arm's length yeah so <laughs> 10 teaspoons <laughs> So, uh, solutions, bro. There's got to be some solutions. What do we do? So, um, <laughs> solutions to eating too much processed sugar. One could be is that you don't do it. <laughs> um, when you're hungry, chug a bunch of water first mm. instead of going straight to like a sugary snack or sugary drink. Yeah, that's a big one. We've, we've, we've mentioned that one a couple of times, but I think it's... Um, your body might be, you might be feeling like you're hungry, but it could be your body telling you you're actually dehydrated. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it when we talk about body water balance in an episode. Um, 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated. Speaking of which. Speaking of which. So a lot of times when you're hungry, the first thing you should do is just drink a, an entire glass of water. You know, if any, any of my friends know I pee a lot. <laughs> I, I also pee a lot. Yeah. Because we drink a lot of water. Drink a ton of water. Just yep. a ton of water. I think with uh, one of the girls I dated back you know, in the day, thought that I was peeing so much she thought I was doing cocaine or something. <laughs> She's like, why do you pee so much? I'm like... Why do you I keep going to the bathroom? Yeah, why do you keep going to the bathroom? She's like, uh, I drink a lot of water. <laughs> and you're itching your nose when you come back? It's like water and sinuses. <laughs> I can see why someone would think it was coke habit. <laughs> um, so, also, the blood sugar roller coaster. I love this. So, you know, it's hard to get off because consuming sugar increases the blood yeah. sugar level. But then when you come down, you're, you know, you've heard of the crash, the infamous crash. Yep. And it's easy to just repeat it over and over. Yeah. So you're trying so to, good. you're trying to hit that baseline, but really you just keep going above it and down below it, mm. above it down below the baseline. Yeah. And that is not a healthy way. So to stop these cravings before they start, you kind of have to break the cycle and eat healthier foods. Yeah. And this is like, you know, that if, Let's say you live, you're in corporate America and your first hour of the day is a meeting, right? 9 a.m. meeting, whatever. And so by 10 a.m., you're starting to crash a little bit because you got up early with the kids, you got them to school, you drove to the office, you answered some emails, you went to a meeting, and then you go eat a donut. Well, it's because freaking that one asshole person brought donuts <laughs> again. <laughs> yes. Not even the good ones. Not They're even the, the stale <laughs> ones from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. So if, if you know that's a habit of yours, the goal is... Um, in that meeting, or at the end of that meeting, eat a bowl of strawberries, there you or go. eat an apple. So or that anything. way, you, yeah, you're getting that sugar, and then your body's like, oh, okay, I'm but good. But at least it's fructose from from fruit and yeah. not highly processed mega, mega, mega sugar, mega sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so last but not least, uh, stress causes you to be hungry. So mm. we. Yep. There's a lot of stress. We talked about this on several episodes when we talked about stress and anxiety and all those things. Um, and stress really kills our focus. And um, one of our common go-to uh, drugs when we're stressed is sugar, processed sugar and um, food. Food. So stress causes you to be hungry. Um, stress causes the hormone cortisol to flood your body, releasing glucose from your liver, which in turn raises your blood pressure. And then that's when you crave something sweet. So chemical things are happening in your body when you're stressed. And many of us live chronically stressed. Yep. So if you can think about it, your body's in a constant state of releasing this cortisol, which again is flooding your body and just, just wildly adjusting your glucose levels throughout your body. 
So it's no wonder that you're you're tired or you're hungry or you're craving something bad or whatever. And so the biggest thing you can do if you're experiencing um, stress hunger is go for a walk. Drink some water, go yep. for a walk in the sun if it's sunny outside. But that's like the best thing you can do for your body in that moment. Go outside, breathe, get some sun, drink a big glass of water, and just go for a walk. And a lot of times that'll help cure that craving. We have a walk pretty much every day when we're at the office. Every day. And we talked about this in the tea episode. Go listen to the tea episode. But one one of the greatest things you can do among all of this is drink more tea during the day. Good healthy teas. Yeah. Because it's gonna it's gonna cure it's gonna offset some of those cravings. Um, you know, and, and you can put a little honey in tea yeah, to honey, get some of that sweetness. Honey is a little different, actually. Yeah. Um, I keep hearing more and more about how honey doesn't activate or isn't, doesn't raise the blood sugar mm. like, like white ass sugar does. I know. It's so funny. It's, oh, go ahead. What, that the oldest form of sugar that's ever existed is actually healthy for you <laughs> that know. humans have been consuming? But obviously, like everything, you have to buy the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fake honey. Fake honey, cheap honey, <laughs> all they do is feed the bees sugar water. And so, yeah, you're basically just drinking uh, sugar water with extra steps. I think um, <laughs> if, we, um, if we're good at anything, we're really good at taking something that is natural and beautiful. And denaturing it. <laughs> Completely just, just screwing it up. It's the power of uh, increasing <sighs> output at the... With, without integrity. Yeah, without. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and that's <laughs> the truth. So yeah. Okay. So yeah. Let's wrap this. Let's wrap this puppy up. Yeah. Processed sugars and focus. Processed sugars. Do, it does affect your focus. Yes. If you want to increase your it focus, it affects your brain, your re- body. Yes. Reduce the, your process. The blood sugar sugars. roller coaster is not the roller coaster you want to be on. <laughs> no. This is not a having fun on a Sunday afternoon with your family on the roller coaster. Roller coaster. <laughs> Not at all. And know that there is some intentional science and some intentional uh, marketing out there to try to push you back onto the hey, sugar roller coaster. Do you remember that commercial where they were basically saying high fructose corn syrup isn't bad for you? No, but it doesn't surprise me. They were just like, <laughs> it's natural. It's from corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Anyway. Anyway. All right, bro. Classic. Let's go get focused. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Focus Cast. There it is. Go to youtube.com slash the Focus Cast and slap that subscribe button. Head to thefocuscast.com to share what you want to hear next. Go forth and be focused as boy. I tell you what, bro, that outro, that's that's not processed sugar, man. That no. is all natural sugar no. right there. That's that is that sweet. smooth as that butter they were trying to discredit in that study. <laughs> you damn right. <laughs>